Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Shipper Now OBC One Africa Business Radio, the only show that spotlights African women succeeding in their craft with a view to understanding their processes and celebrating their ingenuity. So, welcome to the show. On the trivia today, we round up the series on building self-confidence, and the tip for the taking is face your fears. Aha. Some of us need to learn to stop putting things off out of fear. Others wouldn't even as much as ask for anything because they are afraid to get a no or be rejected. The best way to build your confidence is by facing your fears head up. Understand that mistakes happen and will always happen if you keep trying and make peace with the fact that it's okay. Failure is feedback. And it's usually not that bad as long as you keep learning from your mistakes and you keep improving. The show continues after this break. Stay with us. Here is a segment you're still listening to Shipreneur with BC One Africa Business Radio. And this is my favorite segment of the show where I go one-on-one with the Shiro of the day. And today we have a human resource management specialist with close to decades worth of experience across major subfields within the talent management industry. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Biochemistry from the University of Benin, Nigeria, and an MBA in Human Resources from Keller Graduate School of Management, Devry University, Texas. She's the founder and lead strategist at CISA, an experience improvement company focused on repositioning African brands for market takeover. So, 
Welcome with me, Nanke Essien. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> I love the name. It's, oh. let, me, let me not use the word that came into my head, but I love the name. Where are you from? I'm from Cross River State in Nigeria. Mm, okay. Are you married? Sure. Where's your husband from? Like I said, sure. Like it's normal for me to be married. Yeah, it's I'm normal married. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. My husband is from Akwaibom State. Okay. In Nigeria as well. Yeah, of course it's in Nigeria. It's not in the United States. I I, I make a mistake on something. Yeah, think. yeah, that's that's fine. So um, let's talk about you now and what okay. you do. So I know you are an HR manager. Yeah. At A and AR Investment Group, and you have uh, you oversee over twelve subsidiaries in oil and gas, uh, agriculture, logistics. How did you decide to get into that business, and how are you able to manage all of these subsidiaries? Okay, so um, I think human resources for me came, would I use the word accidentally? Mm. <laughs> and that was pretty much in one of my experiences working in a, a biscuit manufacturing company. Mm. And at the time, um, we had we had people working in the factory and we had people delivering final end products to us. But then we realized that um, from a certain time, maybe like 2 p.m. during the day, the products that these people manufacture just become totally unusable. Mm. Either the biscuits are broken, something is happening and it just kept happening at that particular time. And because I worked in quality control at the time, I would be checking these batches. And from 2 o'clock, my batches would just be reading odd numbers. Wow. So it's either there's too much water in it, or there's too much flour, or there's less this and less that. And I was also wondering what is going on. And so the, the what had they said, the thing that broke the camel's back. Mm, was last straw. One of our biggest customers um, returned a full ballet of product back to us and... I remember my manager charged it to the quality control office. What is going on? What is going on? I'm like, what's happening? And he says to me, oh, this has happened. This has happened. And guess what? Accounting has already put in the figures. We thought we had made some income for that period. And then it was returned. He says, you need to solve this in one week. Hmm. I'm like, okay, this small child. How am I supposed to do what I'm supposed <laughs> to do in this place? And then long story short, I went into the factory, started having conversations with those on the line that were actually manufacturing this biscuit, trying to find out. But of course, initially they were worried about me. Like, okay, this person is coming from the office. Maybe the person wants to come and suck us or mm, find out. A spy or something. Yes. But I, I ended up becoming literal friends with them and trying mm. to find out what's going on. What I realized was that welfare was very, was very poor wow. in that particular company. So at the time it's two o'clock. There's a lot of diminishing returns. People mm, are people hungry, are tired. hungry, oh. tired. So they start mm. using the products for their own um, personal gain. So they oh. make they, and literally they made really amazing products. So from bread to flatbread to different stuff. But then it was time for them to actually now create the batches for that hour. So they had to start scrambling with the remaining mm. ingredients. And so that was always causing issues. So I went back mm. to my boss. I said to him, I said to him, you know what? I actually found the problem. So I wasn't going there to report anybody to him. But what I was telling him that we need to work on welfare because if we work on welfare work on our people we will find that they will deliver our results in turn so we can create a small scheme that gives them some level of petty cash even if it was at the time 200 naira, you know to help them get lunch yeah Hmm. that was a long time ago wow you know to help them get lunch so if they do they will focus less on our products and if they have strength and energy guess what they will develop or they will manufacture our biscuits and they get to our customers and we don't have issues. He said it's expensive. I said it's a small price to pay hmm. when you think about the return of a ballot. Because what used to happen then was that we used to carry the ballots to the north and then bring back products okay, and sell in Lagos. So that was double income from us. This, for this one, the ballots went to the north and came back with our product. So we didn't sell and we didn't bring anything back. So I said it's You're a small price money. to pay. Hmm. You know? And the one thing he said was that, so where's the HR manager? And I'm like, okay, who's HR? 
think that was my very first entry into human, human resources. Wow. But one thing that I learned from that experience was people management mm. and the fact that you need to review HR from a business transformation point of view and not necessarily from a process standpoint or from, you know, higher fire and mechanical. Um, I like what you just said, yeah. people management. So yeah. sometimes when we see HR, we don't see the relationship with the people. We just see them as all those people that used to sack somebody. So <laughs> once you hear that HR wants you, you know, you're panicking. What have I done? Is my name in the file? And all of that. What do you think about the human resources in different organizations? And how do you think they can be better? How do you think they can make their employees trust them? Okay. So one of the things that I've, I've come to realize is that HR in Nigeria is a low barrier field. So... And permit me to say, some people would some people would leave um, the university, and in two seconds say, "Oh, I'm a people person, so I want to go into HR," mm. without understanding the rudiments. You know, the difference between they and actual practitioners is that that's administrative functions. So, human resource professionals need to actually see themselves as actual business extenders. In other words, there is a vision from the CEO or from the vision holder or from the owner of the company. Your work as a human resource prof professional is to extend that vision. And you're extending that vision vis-a-vis -vis your people, vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis the processes that drive them, and vis-a-vis -vis your culture, which invariably means the behavior that ensures that we are able to achieve that vision. So, as a human resource professional, even though you're hiring, okay, you're hiring more or less somebody who will you're hiring as a mission in other words you're hiring people who would help you achieve the vision. your mission and so you're mission. not just going there to hire people from the streets because they have some skills on mm. their CV you're hiring people who are going to be like also fit for your organization people who understand the concept mm. so human resources need to see themselves more as business extenders and also as results driven people I think most of us are comfortable with that concept of HR is a cost center mm. and we're only focused on doing the management building but seeing yourself as people who deliver results with your transformation programs and intervention kind of changes the mindset about around who human resource professionals are and I think that um, some of our governing bodies in Nigeria as well need to do some work with people that you actually then certify as human resource professionals, you know, should to be, be sure that they qualify, they yeah. know what so is. So should it be with experience? Should it be with the number of years they spent on the field? Should it be how much? I mean, they are improving themselves in day to day business. Should it be certain areas of thought leadership that they can position themselves as within the field? So I feel that we still have a lot of work to do. And the honest truth is that the world is not waiting for us. We no. just didn't catch up. The world is not waiting for us. So we all need to see ourselves, like I said, as a business extenders and as people whom the business can trust hmm. to continue to. Propel the idea of the vision in the organization. Yeah. So before I ask you my next question, come close to the mic. We can't be losing this. Oh, sorry. No, okay. <laughs> I need to talk. You just, I was, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not you like find that. a way to to to, to do the shakara. Let's see your face and hear okay. the conversation. Yeah. So let me ask you. Um, what do you think organizations can start doing to support and motivate their staff for productivity? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's very easy. And and I said I say it's very easy because if you're going to if you want to travel to Kutuwenje, for instance, what's your village? Delta. You mm, want to travel Asaba. to Delta. Okay. Your goal to get to Delta is to maybe meet the king, okay? And to ensure that the king gives you ten parcels of land. You already have a goal. You already have a result. You know exactly what it is you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So what next are you the next thing you need to do is to walk your way back. What do I need to do to ensure that I get the attention of the king? And I think that's the way managers can help you don't just throw blanket trainings at people because mm. it's just a training you can't do that mm. you need to think about the actual results the end goal the end goal 
and then come back and tell the staff how do you think your particular job fits into this result hmm. it's a collaboration i was telling the ceo yesterday i said you cannot plant a seed and expect the seed to have innovation no you can't <laughs> you can't plant a seed and expect the seed to have a what's that word that they always use you're not you're not uh, smart you can't expect the seed to be smart what you do is to nurture that seed hmm. nurture it to the point where it can now start bearing fruit hmm. and it takes time hmm. you but, but you know there's also something about these employers who feel that after they've invested in training hmm their staff mm. you have better training you just find somewhere else where the green is the the grass, the, is, the grass greener. is greener and so it discourages them from adding additional training but how does that affect the overall productivity so the question is that um, i'm going to i'm going to drop names now okay Go half, ahead. half the companies in nigeria wait for kpmg staff to, to get to three years before they take them if kpmg had that mindset and said oh we won't train our staff the, com- the world will not be finding, you know, actual proper accountants to help them drive or actual proper consultants to I help like them that. drive their vision. So we can't be operating from a scarcity mindset as mm. business leaders. Mm. You understand? And that's why that question I said earlier, how does your job relate to the overall goal? is a very important question. Why? Because the staff then takes ownership of his own development or her own development. If the company decides to train me, that's all well and good. But I understand that I have a job, I have an integrity to protect, and I have a particular result or vision I need to achieve. And so if I look at the relationship between my job and that vision, I'm asking myself, what do I have to do to get to the hmm. So okay. that might come from me setting my goals and telling my manager, I need to achieve X, Y, Z in a couple of days. But what if your company can afford it? Won't you develop yourself? So an organization needs to create an would I use the word enabling? And that's because I don't have English right now. But an <laughs> we can manage enabling. Yeah, an enabling environment that allows people to consistently improve themselves. Mm, the one develop. thing I tell people is that leave good at the back and let's focus on getting better. Mm, so what can you do like to get better? Leave good at the back. Yeah, let's, let's focus, focus on, on getting, getting better. better. So what True. can you do on a day-to-day basis to get better? And if I, as an employer, see that you're doing everything to improve yourself, to learn, to build your capacity, Abel, it would be so unfair of me not to even say Encourage go for one you. LBS training mm. or go for one training here and there. And trust me, there are so many resources online. It's just that a lot of people have the weirdest and the wrongest mindset about jobs, particularly in this country of ours. And that's why they don't think about improving themselves or, as they always say, upping their game. Let me help you out a bit. Most of the jobs that people get is just because they want to survive. Yeah. Not necessarily because of what the... Because they love what they are doing. Let me use that word. Now, how how do you encourage people who are seeking jobs? Mm. What sort of jobs should they be looking out for? Is it anyone, as long as I can get my salary, Mm -hmm. I can feed, or should they focus on getting jobs that they enjoy? Okay. So I have I have I have a, a different perspective when it comes to to this particular conversation. <laughs> I have a different perspective, yeah. Go when ahead. it comes to this conversation, and and that's because I remember the first day I got into my grad school, the first page I opened in my textbook it was manage marketing management something of that nature, business something you understand, right? So my, the first page I opened, you know, was basically um, a pyramid, and it was Maslow's hierarchy. I've never forgotten that page till date. And and the, the concept of Maslow's hierarchy just tells us that there are different stages in life. Yeah. Personally, if I was going to get an entry-level job, and I have a personal story. When I came back to Nigeria in 2014, and I'm going to come back to this. My brain works in wonderful ways. When I came back to Nigeria, right, all my friends, Sarah, Kemi, the rest of them, they were already senior officers in GTB, whatnot. They're big girls. Mm. I came back to Nigeria with this 
Ogibo experience in my mind. When I come, I'll be the voice that they'll be rushing, you know. <laughs> but rushing was not happening. So I had to give myself big brain mm. and tell myself, you know what, girl, what is your plan? Mm. My plan at the moment was not, I was not hungry. So it was not the hunger. So salary, It wasn't survival. No. So okay. salary would not have been an issue for me. Mm. I needed to quickly ramp up my experience in Nigeria so that I could get on. And I gave myself a three-year target. By three years, I'll make manager. By three years. Again, goal. By three years, I'll make manager. So I had to I had to get experiences that helped me to be able to build organizations really fast and put my name in the sands of their time. Mm. So that if I was going to have a conversation with somebody, I can make reference. You can show it. your track record. So, so I had to go. And I did that three years. I made manager and I'm like, okay, yeah, what next? Do you get what I'm trying to say? No, 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 wait. So, oh, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me just cut you a bit. So you graduated from school and you already had a, you came back, you had a goal, you had a plan, you knew what you wanted to do sure. just like that? Yeah, sure. Whoa. Sure. Whoa. So... So that's me. And that's because all my life I've always been working. I've never really been able Mm -hmm. to. But for somebody who is getting into the work environment, there is a hierarchy. The first things first is survival. Survival. I just came out of school. You know when we were in school, we used to have pocket money and think we are very rich. But the moment you finish them, why is They will even stop the pocket money Mm. in the first place. That's the first thing. You just realize that there's nothing else. So Mm. your own is your first foot in in the door. But I would say, instead of just focusing only on hunger, Focus on doing a, becoming a generalist as much as possible. Okay, what, so what do you do, mean by that? Do the admin work, do the um, paperwork. A work. bit of everything? Yes. Okay. Try as much as possible to be valuable to the different value chains. The reason I'm saying that is I because like that. you tend to then find what your heart beats for. Hmm. Because straight out of university, sometimes you really don't know. You are confused it's not a lot most of, of the us time. Know what yeah, you want to do, yeah. you know. But the moment you you are valuable in different aspects of the business, particularly if you worked in a consulting company like mine, where I was dealing with different multiple projects all at once, you find that there's some parts that you enjoy doing, and there's some other parts you do not enjoy doing. Now, if you're going to scale up on that ladder of Maslow's hierarchy, like I said, you would then be going in there with a more with with a more what's that word? informed mind mm. yeah you go there with a the more informed mind because you're not just going there to get any other job you're going for a job that you act, your heart actually beats for now if the money comes with it you find excited mm-hmm. but then you're doing things that you get excited about you find that people are 40 years old they spend 15 years in a company and they're that still they not happy yeah true. they still don't feel fulfilled we get that yeah do you understand so if you get if you start from that point where it's about money initially as you're going up the ladder, you need to start doing what I call your own personal self-audit. Mm. I do that for my business where I do core assessments to see, am I deviating from my core or am I still in my core? As an individual, you should do that for yourself as well. Am you I should know your core, yes, first of am all. am I deviating from my core? The, even if you don't know your core, the fact that you're doing, maybe you do payroll, for instance, and you find that I get excited when it's that time of the month. But you're doing recruitment and you're like, oh, David, oh, no, not again. You know, or you're doing strategy, that's me, and I come alive and I'm like, but then you're doing the report and you're like, oh, mm. You then I haven't seen anybody that likes reporting. Anyway. Do you understand? <laughs> there are people who are you serious? A dairy loves to write reports. I don't wow. Know. You know, so if you're looking for somebody to do research, just call her. She would get it done. And the way she gets information mm. you know, is the skill we have to learn. You know, but if you do that, you can then either meet a career counselor or you can, you know, sit with your own self or your mentor or your body in the organization, depending on the kind of organization you have, and say, I like to do this kind of things. What sort of roles do you think? Mm. Or what sort of opportunities do you think are available for me in this mm. particular aspect? Person may say, build your skills here. Build your skills there. Even you can go to HR and say, okay, based on the career classification or job classification we have in the organization, what do you think my current skills, where do you think my current skills and strength lie? These are the things I enjoy. The only problem is that a lot of human resource professionals don't encourage this sort of conversation. No, they don't. Because the company, go the company already has laid down straight jacket ways, but you don't do that. Particularly if you 
if you understand Maslow's hierarchy. What you want in your organization is individuals who can get to the peak of their career with you. Excited and, working with you. And their peak of career is really self-actualization. Because if I continue doing what I enjoy, my goodness, I will be with you forever. Mm. Because you meet me at my point, I, I like meet you that. at my point. And it is, it's a marriage made like in heaven. Like Chicken, I'm trying to say, but uh, that's why I say HR professionals need to think beyond, oh, I'm the one on the bus I can't tell Because you did they teach them all these things in school? Hmm. Or Where you, is, you got it from heaven? I think. That's so, that's so. Yeah. Uh, quite profound what so, you just I mean what you've just said is very important but it's important to also understand business environments and what actual business owners seek for what do they what they want in terms of resources so that will inform your mind with the general body of knowledge that you acquire mm. as a HR professional so, fantastic yeah. on that note we'll take a break when we come back we'll continue this conversation with Nanke Essence stay with us thank Welcome back. You're still listening to Shipreneur OVC when Africa Business Radio. And I still have my delectable Nanke SCN here, a HR professional, and she's dishing it to us. And this is an interview that I would like a lot of young people who are getting into the workspace to listen to because you're going to learn quite a lot. So let's talk about your company, CISA. Yeah. What exactly do you do for businesses and organizations? That's a very beautiful question. So CISA, CISA has evolved over time and we've kind of perfected our We want to hear you well. CISA, CISA, CISA has <laughs> evolved over time. And I would say that we've perfected our messaging in such a way that it now connects to individuals. So what does CISA do? CISA is basically focused on transforming organizations mm-hmm. and specific results-driven teams. When I say results-driven, I'm talking about sales, marketing, business development, those people that are economic drivers within the organization. Okay. And when we talk about the word transformation, it can sound really big. But in simple terms, what we do is that we just help you to renew and reinforce your vision, your people, and your culture. Mm. Those are the three things that we do. Because we figured out that when people have inconsistent results in the marketplace or they have misaligned um Values or values, it no, let's even know, let's scale back on the values. Okay, they have misaligned plots, mm. so to speak, misaligned issues or misaligned thoughts within the organization. It still boils back to what you just mentioned the values and the vision. Something has happened there because mm. what we find in a lot of businesses in Nigeria is that even though we originally started with those vibe and vit and all of that, you figure out that because of the way we view information, you know. We tend to borrow other people's values. Mm. We tend to borrow other people's beliefs. We tend to stand on other people's visions. Okay? Because sometimes we don't stop to listen. We don't stop to We don't have clarity. Yes. We don't stop to think about. We don't stop to think about what exactly we want to do. So when you when you start your business already on borrowed ground or you start your business on superficial values that don't belong to you, what generally tends to happen is that you tend to hire people who would work on those Supervisual, hmm. you get it, and at the end, you start having clients who are complaining. You might get some results, but it won't be long lasting. Hmm. So, you start calling consultants A, consultant B, but consultants still will say, Okay, do employee handbook, do family retreats, do this, but they don't understand that we have to go back and excavate the foundation. So, CISA has discovered that where we need to do, where we need to work on is really renewal and reintegration of what the vision stands for, and as much as possible, preserve it so that it is passed on in its raw form. Hmm from generation to generation now you might say the world is changing you know technology is coming you know, just like how jesus do we christ align said, yes just like jesus christ said, he didn't come to abolish the law he came to establish it mm. so i think so sister has come to establish that's it, it. we're not coming <laughs> to change what you already have we're mm. coming to say as the world is changing your strategy may change but your mm. core remains your core, your core remains is. wow so so what you're saying is essence in essence is that you help organizations 
understand your core. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and preserve their <laughs> core so that even when the company is going through its transformation, upgrading, that core remains. Because that's wow. what, because Profound. think about it, companies that have lasted a hundred years, Coca-Cola, Guinness, training team, mm. um, all the same companies you used when you were a child and you're using them for they're your children. Here. Yes, and they're still relevant. They're still relevant. Guess what? When you go to Atlanta, you go to um, um, Coca-Cola's museum and you're, 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 you're reliving their story and how they started. Mm. Things haven't really changed. Mm. What has changed is that people have come, they've gone. Strategy is changing as per people are changing and all that. But the core of who they are is still there. Still there. Wow. We need to, we need to understand that. You know, Honestly. so you know the way some of us start business in this part of the world is, mm. everybody thinks about survival first. Mm-hmm. I want to who oh, everybody is buying this and selling. Mm. Let me quickly buy and sell. Mm. You haven't really thought about why you want to buy this particular product and sell. Mm. Uh, but I, I want you to give us a few tips on how we can begin to build formidable companies. Mm. Companies that will give us good results and stand the test of times. Mm. Tell us in a few words, what are some of those things you think we must have in place to be mm. able to achieve that? Okay. So the first thing is that you must be solving a problem. And and, and, ha- and half the time, in fact, I think 95.9% of the time, the problem comes from something you've experienced before, something you've seen happen before, or something you want to make better. The moment you know that right it becomes easier for you to say what is driving me hmm. see yeah there has to be a driver if there's no driver there's no way that we can start instituting these pillars i've been talking about there has to be something that is driving you to want to so let's say for instance um you're a plus size person there's no plus size person in this room so i'm free to say i am no you're not excuse me vegetarian <laughs> anyway so you know so you have like maybe like you you you're a plus size person and you find that um, as a plus size person you don't have a lot of variety so they are close there but it's just to make you feel the way Good you feel yeah. and you and you want to solve that problem the problem comes from the frustration that you are experiencing mm. let's say you do a small market survey and you find that okay your sister's friend who is also plus size and your some of your friends who still also has the same problem problem so it's a valid reason to start this business what is driving you what is driving you is the fact that you want to make plus size people feel comfortable in themselves mm. when they're shopping for their outfit you want them to feel excited you want them to feel this you want them to feel that you don't want them to feel like you know they're just an afterthought mm. you want them to feel like they're actually the real reason why you're in business having that in mind alone just tells you you have a direction and when you have that direction you start to plot the graph around how to get there so you start by saying, because I have plus size people, I will not be insensitive enough to hire just stick looking people who look like they've only been eating carrots all their lives. Because when a plus size person walks in, she gets uncomfortable because mm. that person does not understand, understand my emotions. Where, yeah. But I will get somebody who at least might be going through that journey of maybe trying to help themselves in that state. So they kind of understand what I'm experiencing and they can show me around and make me feel comfortable. Because don't forget, one of your drivers was to have comfort for your staff, for your people. You're asking yourself, I want there to be variety. You know, I wanted to give variety. them options. I want them to have options. So you're going to be thinking, what sort of vendors am I going to reach out to to help hmm. me be able to buy XYZ, XYZ? So you get the rifle. I want to, I want them to be able to come into the store and feel comfortable, excited. So what kind of aesthetics am I going to have? Are you seeing how just understanding your vision hmm. and helps your you. drivers helps you to fill the holes? Well, a lot of people just want to run in. Back to Maslow. Don't run in at that point when it is hunger that is clearly. Hey, Jesus. Do you understand? <laughs> Don't, please. Don't except it's a hustle. Mm. But if it is something, if it's a business you want, you to, want to build, you, and you want to build, yeah, like you said, formidable. Don't just run in like that. Run, start from what am I trying to solve? What am I trying to achieve? At the end of the day, if somebody comes to my store, what's the KPI 
or when they walk into my store, what do I want them to say when they go? Oh my mm. God, that person thought about me. If that's the only thing that you think about God, you would find that all your operations align with, with that, that that view. Your staff members understand that your trainings, the story you tell, your websites, your clients, the kind of SLAs you have, your processes, they will all align to that. Oh wow, somebody thought about me. Mm. But sometimes we just rush. Hire the next person. Hire. Mm. Hire. Give just five move. people. I need five people in two weeks. <laughs> and, and everybody's walking around blindly, not understanding what. And guess what? Go and interview staff members. Half of them are like, "Why am I here?" Hey, Chimo. Why am I here? Let me even ask you, uh, because I know that you recruit uh, staff yeah, for organizations. What are some of the things that you look out for when you're doing that recruitment? Okay. So the first thing I do when I ask, when I meet a client, is to ask, "What is your problem statement?" I don't just go ahead and say, "Oh, you need a consul- you need, you need an five accountant. people." If you need an accountant, what was the? Wh- why did we get to the point where we need an accountant? Are your operations increasing? Okay, is it that the current um, um, the current accountant you have is not up to par? By that way, I know that something's wrong with your recruitment process. It's possible you don't have a recruitment process in mm. house. What exactly do you want this accountant to achieve? I ask so many questions. There's a questionnaire that I give you, so people get tired of me. You're, and and the reason I ask this question is so that when I'm going into the market, I'm armed you know with what the right information. For. Mm. I'm not just looking for random people who just went to University of Kutu Inji. I'm going. To, I'm looking for actual people who fit into that profile. And then when I know the problems, you know, it helps me to be able to ask situational questions at my interviews so that when I'm interviewing you, I kind of have an idea of how you would solve XYZ problem in this state. And I know, okay, this person is going to fit into this state. Mm-hmm. And then I ask questions based on the company's values as well. So that if there's a shift in values, I know this person might not be a fit in this place. Mm. But sometimes managers will say, oh, let them come. We will train them. If you say so, I sign disclaimer. I cannot shout. <laughs> Just what I'm trying to say is I cannot shout because you look like you can actually shout. <laughs> no, I can't shout. Go ahead. Okay, now I'm nice, right? <laughs> you know, so I do that and I go around the circle. It can be a long process, mm. but just the matter is that people are the people are the resources that are going to help you achieve your vision. So if you don't get it right at the people point, you get frustrated. I have a lot of money just call me. My staff cannot take initiative. My staff are not problem solvers. What went through your recruitment process? Process. Wow. So a lot of people, again, back to our profession, a lot of people don't put thought into it. It's just, oh, the time, the K- my KPI says my um, turnaround time for recruitment is two weeks. You can't do that. I tell you straight on, two weeks is not enough for me. I'm sorry. If you can't, you go on somewhere else. But have the time, they always come back. Because you need time to process, time. to search. I need to understand to, my mm. recruitment source. I need to understand my recruitment strategy because one size will not fit all. I need to understand the company they are coming into. I've recruited for somebody before and I thought in my head that the recruitment, that the work resumption time was Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. But for me to re- re- realize that they work Sunday to Sunday. Back no to back. Break. Yes. Wow. Do you understand? Whoa. So if I just went and hired somebody and didn't tell the person that this is what you're going to come and experience, so they'll just call me a fraud. And that's reputational damage for my company as well. Hmm. So the more answers I get, the easier it is for me to be able to get people who are like. Get so if to I'm going right to people. put out my job um, profile or my job description, I'm telling you exactly some of the things that you need to know. This is a company that closes or that works during um, holidays. Or this is a company that they don't wear trousers. So you know. Mm-hmm. So I weed off those people who will say no, that's not a company for me. But there's some people who will say yes, that's a company for me, and they will come through. Mm. And that journey does not take six days. It doesn't. Mm, it doesn't. That's awesome. Now, how I know you meet a lot of young people in this business of recruiting for mm-hmm. organizations. How employable do you think the youths of today are? <sighs> in plain words, give me the truth. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> I think that people need to realize 
Right. I'm not going to hit it because I'm not a wicked person. Ah, no, <laughs> but, 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 I, I but don't you think there's a place for the truth? Yeah, I agree. But, um, you know, what I try to run away from is generalization because yeah. there's, there's also some people who, who have taken it upon themselves to be good. You know, but what I would say is that the world is changing. And because the world is changing, it means the thinking of people, the thinking of organizations also is evolving. So we've, we just had a pandemic that is still, you know, very still much present. Somehow, yeah. But it has also changed the way people think about organizations. People are now more value driven. If you notice, a lot of organizations have come back to their values. A lot of people are thinking more culture. People are having more mental health um, awareness. People are thinking about how to better the environment. People are having more. So as these things are happening, it means that the effects around the industry is also is also you know imminent it means that um what got you into your job before will not may keep not you keep anymore. you mm. because what we want is problem solvers we don't want to be wasting time again covid showed us that we could work from home covid showed us that we didn't need a full-fledged building to have um to work covid showed us that we could cut cost mm. so i would easily ordinarily cut cost from people who are not providing solutions for me and the only way you can provide solution is to immerse yourself in that organization. Is to know, is to know what are the changes around. If um, Saudi Aramco is coming to Nigeria, what does that mean for Shell? What does that mean to for be MNC? flexible? Yeah, to kind of have your ears down. So start with reading economic news, listen to your show. You know, just put your ears out there. Don't go to Twitter and just be looking. I like for, that. Listen to my show. Yeah, thank you. You know, don't just don't just go to Twitter and join Twitter wars. Just look for the meat. If it is or one, TikTok. Yeah, if it is Naira metrics you want to listen to or you want to read. If it is, you know. Um, this day, business day, or maybe one newspaper you like that is always giving you updates on information. Just be aware because you don't know where that information is going to lead to. Now, the mm. other thing I would say is that have your mouth open. If you go into a meeting and you have the opportunity of being there once, the chances that you'll be there again a second time might not be there. So make your presence known. Exactly. So if at that point you go there and you're just like taking minutes and saying, okay, yes, my yes, sir, they forget you easily, <laughs> very fast. So wow, these are things that young people need to think about. So I will not use, I will not go ahead and say you're not employable because there are some organizations that are still at that bottom rung. Who would take you? But if that's your career vision, well, that's all. Oh, that's good and well. But if your career vision is to grow, is to become a person of value, is to become a thought leader in certain areas, then you should you should put in the work by yourself. Yeah, put in the work, earn the position, and behave like your predecessors or people who have been there before, or people who are already making or getting some level of progress in that environment, and be better. Every day is an opportunity to let good go. And focus and on, focus the, on the better. Yeah, see, this is all I have taken from here. Yeah. Let the good go yeah. and focus on the better. Yeah. Now, what what do you think is uh, uh, the future for Nigeria, especially in HR, <laughs> in uh, businesses? What do you see for us? Um, so with with Nigeria, uh, I've just figured we're a very resilient environment. That's one beautiful thing that that hap- that is um, evident in Nigeria. We have people who, against all odds, are pushing the barriers. You know, what I see for Nigeria is that we are not we are not stuck with one option. We are very ex- we are very situation has pushed us to finding options and options means that we are getting deep into world and uh, world matters economic issues you know changes in in different um, industries and places that we find ourselves. So I just feel that Nigerians are going to. I hope I don't sound like a non-Nigerian, but I feel that Nigerians are going to learn the concept of operate of living in Nigeria, but not operating in Nigeria. So Nigerians are, and what does that mean? Okay, that means that we are living here, but we are borderless. Mm. So we are there solving problems in Saudi Arabia, globally solving problems in America, I like solving that. problems in this and that, and using tech to push our ways past the boundaries of Nigeria. So even if we can't live, we are still imprinting our footmarks everywhere because we are quite brilliant people, and like I said, we are resilient. So I feel that we become borderless. 
and barrier is no longer it's no longer barrier is no how do you say it? barrier there's is no, no longer, longer yeah. it's no longer a barrier anymore it's no longer like a disadvantage that mm. you're in Nigeria because mm. you're now borderless it's a global village anyway yeah and then borderlessness still refers to you understanding the language of the of the global economy understanding the language of global powers across across markets um, capital markets investments and whatnot so I feel that Nigeria will become borderless we'll be living here most of us will be living here and solving problems for other people in their different countries that's awesome Uh, so how can people reach you Uh, so I've been to your Instagram page (laughs) I don't know if I follow you I think I'll go back and follow because you usually come up with some nuggets that you leave yeah. for business people like us mm-hmm. and people that want to develop themselves. So how can people reach you? Can you give us um so my Instagram handle is nanke underscore SN. Okay. Yeah if you send me a message I'll be very happy to respond to you. I'm okay. not gonna give you my number <laughs> but yeah you can also reach me on LinkedIn. So your business number is not there. It's not on it's there actually okay. but the number I've skipped my head. Okay. That's you know, fine. Because my assistant handles that. I'm okay, sorry, okay. I'm Calm down, I'm please. Like, yeah, Calm down. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah, for being so on the yeah. show. I had And then you can send me an email if you have any questions. And I can send at gmail.com. Okay. It's the easiest email to reach okay. me. Okay. Before you go, do you mm. take uh, business from small startups? Oh, sure. Do you help them? Sure. And you're, have, not your, you're not so pricey? No, let me explain to you. I, I, my eyes are, my eyes is for the biggest mark anyway, but I have products that small businesses can leverage. Mm, one of okay. my very, one of my products I think is very helpful, or has been very helpful is operational ease. It just helps you to get into the scope of, okay, what can I do here and there? When I get bigger, I'll call her to come in, but for now, let okay. me just listen to her voice. Use okay. Her template and okay. Work okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Wish you all the best in your Thank business you. and we hope that you, you expand, you sit here and solve problems for Arabian countries yeah. <laughs> and all those countries so thank yes. you so much thank you yeah that's it on shipper now we'll be you when africa business radio thank you so much for listening in on the show today if you have any suggestions on how this show can be better you can send a dm to africa business radio on instagram and also bc ubo on instagram and we will attend to you till i come your way again next week bye-bye Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.